All right, here we go with the news for October 7th, 2020. Before we get into that, I got a few updates for the show. Uh, I've been doing the news thing on Thursdays. Now, the reason why I started doing the news thing was to practice talking into the mic. And it was, you know, but I'm, I think I'm going to keep it, you know, even though I got, I feel pretty comfortable with the mic now. But, yeah, I did a but, but that's the purpose. I did that on purpose. So here's the deal. New bids are coming out. And that means my, my schedule changes. I'll be going different places. Instead of doing, uh, what was I doing? Chicago, Phoenix, California, Ch Calif you know, Chicago, basically. I'm going to be doing Chicago. Where are we going? Chicago, Denver, Indianapolis, somewhere in Ohio, somewhere in Massachusetts, somewhere in Pennsylvania, and then somewhere back in Chicago. I don't remember the full exact route. So my whole schedule is going to change. But I'm going to leave out on Tuesdays and I get back Friday morning. So I'm going to have to change my schedule around because I can't really record the news thing because you got to read articles and do a little research and make sure you don't put up anything crazy. So that being said, I'm going to switch over to releasing the new show on Monday mornings. We're going to go with that because that'll be the easiest way to put it up without it being rushed and sounding all crazy. And then if I get any interviews or we talk to anybody else, we'll put that on later in the week. You know, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. I figure most people listen while they're driving to work. So, you know, I'll put it up Monday through Friday. Probably, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. At least that's what my thinking is. If anybody got a better idea, let me know. Also, here's the thing. I've noticed there's a lot of people listening from all over the world. And driving is driving. You know, we just maybe slightly different rules, slightly different whatever. So send me some photos, kingfishcafe at gmail.com. That's kingfishcafe with a C at gmail.com. I would love to see your ride. I'll put it up on a, you know, I'll put it up on the Facebook page or, or send it to the Facebook page. It'd probably be better if you just send it to the email address. I'll put it up on the Facebook page if you let me. And if you got a picture with you and your ride, pride your ride, man. I'd love to put it up. I think that would be really cool. And if anybody wants to come on, especially people from other countries, I'd love to hear how you guys do it. You know, what's different about the way you do things than we do here? You know, I'm in the U.S. And, uh, you know, it's just people from all over the world. You know, I'd love to hear what other people do. I'd love to hear how your transportation system works. You know, there's a lot of places. I got people listening from all over the world. And I'm never going to be able to see these places, but maybe I can see them through your eyes. So come on a show, talk to me, tell me what's, you know, tell me what, you know, what you see, tell me what you do, tell me how you do it. I love to hear it. You know, what are your biggest complaints? You know, what are your biggest, you know, why do you drive? You know, what's so great about where you, where you drive, where you drive? I don't know. I just want to hear it. So anyway, that being said, those are the big changes coming up. We're going to be dropping the news from Thursday to Monday. That's going to happen in about a week or two. I'm not sure exact data when the bid is. So we're going to be doing that pretty soon. That'll be the easiest thing. And then I got some more interviews lined up. I'm reading Ed Miller's book. He's a, you can go Google, uh, go to Amazon. You can find Ed Miller's book. Just type in Ed Miller trucking book. It'll pop right up. I haven't had a chance to get into it yet. But he's a 60-year uh, transportation worker. He's been driver work dispatch now he's finally retired he's driving a school bus part-time to keep his foot in it keeping the game uh, he's also a navy uh i almost said navy seal he's almost a navy cb he was a navy cb i just kind of scanned his book so far i haven't read the whole thing once i get done then we'll schedule him on that's pretty exciting so go check his book out on amazon you know and uh 
and well, we got some other stuff coming up. I'm pretty excited about. All right, since I'm umming and awing, let's get on with the news and let's get on with the show. All right, here we go. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, over in Colorado. Yeah, and this is, yeah, this isn't them messing with you. This is, you know, they've had a lot of accidents over here. Anyway, over in Colorado, uh, the cops are uh, pulling over safety checks on Wolf Creek Pass. Now, Wolf Creek Pass is 160. Now, I've never been across Wolf Creek Pass, but apparently it's pretty dangerous. And the posted speed limits go for anywhere from 25 to 45 with trucks going 25 down some of the bigger hills. Now, the west side of the pass is has an 8% downgrade, okay? okay? And the distance from the summit near the top of the ski area to the west base of the pass near Treasure Falls is just over 8 miles. That is a long downhill, okay? And there's a lot of hairpin turns and things like that. So if you're going down something like that, the best thing you can do, and you feel like you've used a lot of brake, even if you aren't smoking, pull over, hit the shoulder, you know, let it cool down a little bit before you go down if you're using a little too much. You know, if you over, if you get a little cocky going down a hill. So anyway, they've they've had some accidents over there. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, they're bringing, you know, let's see, it says here, the number of crashes over the years underscores the need to slow down over this mountain pass said Colorado State Patrol uh, Captain Adrian Driscoll. From 2015 to 2019, there have been 47 semi-truck uh, crashes on the west side of the Wolf Creek Pass. Three of those crashes resulted in needless fatalities. All right, so if you're going through that area, just pull over. Like I said, I personally have never dr driven across Wolf Creek Pass, so I can't attest to it, but it... Uh, you know, it sounds pretty deadly. So just, if you're going across that way, just be careful, all right? Slow down. Slow down. All right? Just slow down. That's all you got to do. Slow down. And if you start getting concerned about the heating of the brakes, pull over and hit the shoulder. It's not that hard. All right? Let's get moving on. All right, here's something we're hearing more and more of, and it's just shocking to me. All right, federal, th federal, let me get that out. Federal, and see, I see I'm missing my words. I'll just leave it in because, well, what the heck. Federal authorities have identified the man who tried to smuggle 117 people inside a refrigerated trailer. I assume it was a 53-foot trailer, but still, that is a lot of people to cram into one trailer. You know, it, it's just ridiculous. Now, it says here, Nasisco Carasquela Roldan was arrested in charge, I probably screwed up his name, was arrested and charged with transport, attempt to transport, and conspired to transport immigrants who had crossed the border illegally. A blue Peterbilt tractor trailing hauling, hauling a white trailer approached the primary inspection lane 
of the US-83 checkpoint at about 9.35, September 29th. Authorities identified the driver as Narcisco Roland, a US citizen. All right, so he was a US citizen, all right? So during his immigration inspection, the canine unit allegedly alerted to possible contraband within the vehicle. So the dog smelled the people. Well, they're probably sweating in there. Even with the refrigeration, it's got to be miserable. The oh, you know, the oxygen. Ugh, unbelievable. Anyway, Rodan claimed that he did not know what he was hauling. Bullshit. All right. The bill of lading read that he was hauling meats and legumes. Well, he was hauling meat. Agents noticed that the temperature of the refrigerator trailer was set at 74. Based on the agent's experience observing many refrigerator trailers with meats and produce, they, they, they had never kept at such a warm temperature. The driver was then referred to a secondary inspection. So he had the refrigerator trailer set to 74. So the agent's like, wait a minute. No, there's no way. Yeah, there's something going on here. You know, it's pretty obvious something's going on, right? So the agents broke the seal to the trailer doors and discovered 117 people inside the trailer. All were people from Mexico and Guatemala who had crossed the border, who had crossed the border illegally. Homeland Security Investigation Special Agents responded to take over the investigation. Uh, Rodan, Roldan, not the Japanese monster, allegedly agreed to a post-arrest statement. He stated that a man offered him a job to pick up a tractor trailer from the pilot truck stop in Laredo. Yeah, a lot of people come across over in Laredo. He added he was paid uh, upfront $500 before he left San Antonio, according to court documents. A woman dropped him off at the pilot where the keys were in the ignition of the tractor, according to court records. He alleged he was not aware the trailers were loaded with immigrants. He got paid $500 for that. Well, maybe he didn't know. I mean, I don't... $500 didn't seem like very much money to, you know, to lose your license and literally everything you do with that. And actually, kind of your humanity... You know, and, you know, here's the thing, you know, a lot of you're sitting there saying, oh, these guys, you know, they're, they're immigrants, whatever. No, some of these guys coming across were probably immigrants. Some of them were probably going to be women that were forced into sex work. Uh, you know, I mean, there's all different kind of things. This is, this is what they call human trafficking. Okay. This is some evil, evil shit. Okay. Evil shit. Okay. And if anybody contacts you about trying to do some crap like this. You know, or you see some shit like this over the road. Contact authorities, all right? There's a truckers against trafficking. Just type in truckers against trafficking and you'll find it. And they'll tell you all you need to know. I think I'm going to contact these guys, get them on a show and do an interview with them. Because these kind of stories about people, you know, moving people across the border are coming up too often. And this is our industry and it's getting, to, it's getting bad out there. So I think that's, uh, you know, something we seriously need to keep an eye on. So... I don't know, 117 people in a trailer. That's just ridiculous. I can't even imagine doing something like that. All right, let's move on. All right, it looks like one of the nation's biggest trucking shows is canceling. That's Gats. I think this is the one in Dallas. Because Matt's is, Mid-America is the one in Louisville. Gats is the one in, yeah, Gats, Matt's. It's, I don't know, it gets a little silly, but... Anyway, the one in um, Dallas, that's the Gats. Great American Trucking Show is canceled for next year. Uh, it's not surprising with COVID. I suspect we're going to see a lot more things canceled. Uh, I wanted to go to Matt's last year, but it didn't work out with the COVID and all that. And so we'll just have to see what happens. But anyway, if you were planning on going to Gats, well, guess what? You're not going. So change your plans. Uh, hopefully, the next 2021 will be better. All right, let's get moving on. 
All right, we all know, you know, this is not the field people want to get into when they're younger age. You know, it's uh, it's just people don't want to do this work anymore. They don't want to be away from home. So it's this year, the American Trucking Association, over the next 10 years, said they're going to need 1.1 million drivers in America. Well, yeah, I guess so. Because uh, nobody wants to be away from home. Everybody wants to work on their computers and things like that. So we're going to need more new drivers. I suspect we'll always have someone to fill the price. So you know how you get new drivers? You pay more money. That's how you get more drivers. Pay more money, new drivers will sign up. That's just the way it works. So I guess there is a driver shortage now. For the longest time, there wasn't. Now I guess there is starting to be one. And the trucking companies are starting to feel the price from you know, all the neglect and abuse they did over the years. All right, it looks like uh, Daimler Trucks North America has issued a major recall for brake light defect that, that could increase the risk of a crash. The recall affects certain models 2017 to 21 Freightliner Cascadia P4 vehicles for a defect that could cause the brake light to remain illuminated after the brake pedal is released. So the brake lights stay on, basically. According to recall documents, if the brake lights remain illuminated, drivers may be unaware that the truck is actually slowing or stopping, increasing the risk of a crash. A total of 128,269 vehicles are affected by the recall. The recall is expected to begin November 16, 2020. Daimler Chrysler will contact truck owners and dealers to replace the three-pin brake pressure switch with a two-pin brake pressure switch along with the bumper harness free of charge. Truck owners may contact Daimler Chrysler North America Customer Service at 1-800-547-0712 with reference recall number FL863. I'm going to go ahead and read that again twice. Okay, here's the number twice. 1-800-547-0712. That's 1-800-547-0712. And reference recall number is... FL863. That's Florida Lima 863. Or uh, in the Army, uh, Foxtrot Lima 863. So it's FL863. All right. So contact your dealer if they don't contact you. Get it fixed. It's not going to cost you anything other than time. All right. Well, here's something that probably happens a lot more than we realize. Uh, the owner of a California trucking driving school was sentenced to prison on fraud charges for a scheme to steal millions from the U.S. government. On Monday, October 3rd, 53-year-old Emmett Marshall was sentenced to 48 months in federal prison, according to a news release from the U.S. Attorney's Office. Marshall was also ordered to pay $4.1 million in restitution. He previously pled guilty to five counts of wire fraud. Authorities accused Marshall and his co-defendant, 57-year-old Robert Wagoner, of leading a sophisticated scheme to defraud the United States Department of Veterans Affairs out of more than $4 million in education benefits, including over, oh, I'm sorry, involving over 100 veterans who did not attend classes at Chatsworth, California-based Alliance School of Trucking. The U.S. Attorney's Office uh, is on the case. Wow. Apparently, Marshall kept uh, nearly a million dollars for himself, which he used to fund purchases. Uh, he went on a cruise, bought jewelry, a trip to Hawaii, a Ford F-150, and the purchase of semi-tractors for a new, trailers for a new business. Wow. It says here, Wagoner also pled uh, guilty of five counts of wire fraud earlier this year. His sentencing... Sentencing? Sentencing. Hmm, get these big words out, right? 
is scheduled for March 15, 2021, at which time he will face a statutory maximum sentence of 100 years in federal prison. Wow, that's a long time to go to jail. You know, just run the thing right. I went to a truck driving school in California. Of course, the one I went to is closed down now. It was Dootson. Toot, toot. Yeah, with Debbie Dootson. I don't know. I think they did a pretty good job. At least they did a good job with me anyway. Uh, you know, too much scams. Too much scams in the trucking industry. All right, let's get moving on. All right, here's one that's kind of interesting and a little frustrating. Apparently, there was a Trump uh, rally. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not, uh, I'm not promoting or, or, uh, you know, going against Trump. I'm not a fan, but yeah, it's up to you to decide what you want to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Just vote. All right. I don't care who you vote for, but just vote. But anyway, apparently they were having a rally in Ohio on the 270 and the driver was going down the road and he started flipping the Trump people off. And one of the Trump people pulled out his gun and started shooting, you know, bullets into the cab of the truck. So I don't know what to think about that. Here's the. Here's a clip of the actual driver's words. Sorry, so here it goes. I just had a guy from the Trump parade because I was, I was sticking my finger on out the window because I ain't for Trump. Shot a gun right at me. All right, that was from the uh, 911 call. Yeah, you can't make this stuff up. So anyway, uh, the driver, uh, 58-year-old guy, he, uh, he doesn't apparently he's not too happy with himself but anyway he uh turned himself in and you know uh, you know the dri the truck driver denied this at sincere crawford later told police that as he was participating in the rally the semi-truck driver struck struck his pickup truck causing him to open fire in a semi-truck out of fear for his own safety the truck driver denied this claim admitting to heckling parade participants but saying that he did not strike crawford's pickup truck Video captured by the Ohio Department of Transportation camera shows what appears to be a road rage as the two vehicles maneuver around each other. In the video, it doesn't show him hitting the truck. They just kind of moving around each other, kind of playing chicken. So I don't know what to think about that. The pickup driver, 58-year-old Todd Crawford, turned himself into police a few hours after the shooting. He was charged with uh, he was uh, charged with discharge of a firearm over highway. That sounds kind of funny. He was charged with a discharge of a firearm over a highway, more like on a highway. So, you know, I don't know. You know, hey, you know what? Do your rallies, both political parties. I don't give a shit. But, you know, keep yourself maintained, man. It's like, if I don't like who you vote for, that's not a cause for violence. All right, just show up and vote. You know, I don't care. <laughs> You know, if you believe differently politically than I do, and it's a problem for you, and you have to have violence over it, then maybe it's not democracy you want. Maybe it's something else, huh? Maybe you want something that's not democracy if I don't believe in voting the way you want to vote. So, you know, I, both parties, I accuse both parties of this. You know, uh, I don't know, I just don't get it. This is so stupid. I just, I honestly just don't get it. All right, let's get moving on. Well, going from slightly insane to insane. Uh, Mar Maserati rear-end semi-truck killing three people. So basically over near Sturgis, uh, three people were in a Maserati. It must have been a tight fit. And they rear-ended a semi-truck. They don't say how fast this, the Maserati was going. This is on Interstate 90 going eastbound. All right. Now the truck was a 2015, or the Maserati was a 2015 
Ghibli. I can't say that. Sports. Yeah, I've noticed that I can't say a lot of words right, apparently. So Ghibli, Ghibli sports it in, and uh, he slammed into the back of the freight earlier in Cascadia. And it's just, uh, I'm looking at the ICC bar in a picture, and the ICC bar is just crumpled under. And then there's a picture of the Maserati, the Maserati, there's nothing left. So they basically killed a 21-year-old who was driving, a 22-year-old, and a 55-year-old. And the 77-year-old truck driver and the 74-year-old female passenger were uninjured. So, you know, don't run into the back of trucks. How he ran into the back of truck, who knows? There's a lot of stretches out there where there's a lot of nothing. He probably was speeding. I don't know, I was guessing. You know, just, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, this these people lost their lives. It's so stupid reason to lost their lives. So don't be, you know, don't be doing shit like that on the interstate. Now these poor drivers have to live with this, you know, this memory. You know, they weren't injured, of course, the drivers of the semi-trucks, but still, it's just ridiculous. All right, let's get moving on. All right, that's all we got for this week. Like I said, the show's going to be moving pretty soon to Mondays, you know, for the news, and then whatever we do for the rest of the week, it'll you know, be later on the week sometime. All right, remember, get over for tow trucks, get over for, you know, police, emergency vehicles. Turn your headlights on when it's raining. Yeah, remember, you're not turning your headlights on so that you can see. You're turning them on so that people can see you, especially if you're in cars. Remember, turn them on so that I can see you. For some reason, people that drive gray cars, kind of brownish cars, they always don't turn their headlights on. They're really hard to see when the splash comes up. It's really annoying. Then you start to get over, and it, you, you don't mean to do it, but you cut them off because you had no idea they were there when it's heavy rain. So, you know, turn your headlights on. Then I'll know you're there, and then I won't come over because I don't want to cut you off. I really don't. You know, but it happens sometimes. I'm not saying a lot, but it does happen because I can't see you. And if you're using a GPS and you're driving in a car, it's not a big deal if you get turned around and go down the wrong street. But if you're in a big truck, it could be an inconvenience. You could be headed into a lower pass, or you could do like this guy did here in Milwaukee, not too far from where I'm at right now. He was a couple of years back over by the North Point Lighthouse. He was following his GPS. And apparently, that's what he told the cops anyway. It took him across a park path. Yeah, it took him down a park path. Yeah, shockingly. I don't know what kind of GPS he had. And he ran across the, the path, and it took him to a bridge, and he drove across the bridge, which he, like, literally didn't fit on. He was tearing up the ornaments on the bridge, you know, the concrete ornaments. The bridge was, like, from the 20s or something. And uh, he made it across. Luckily, he was empty, because... And why do you say... Why do you say even my saying he... You know, because there was no overweight limit signs on this thing. You know why? Because it was a pedestrian bridge. Of course there was no signs for you can't drive anything over this amount on it. They stopped using the bridge because they thought that the Model T's were too heavy to go across it. That's why they stopped using this bridge. And this guy took a semi across it. They used, ended up using a crane to take it out. If he would have been loaded he probably would have crashed down to the street below. It was a pedestrian bridge for God's sakes. I couldn't believe it when I heard about it. And then I saw the news report. It was like, you gotta be kidding me. This was a few years ago. So anyway, that's what's going on. <laughs> don't don't try to cross bridges, you shouldn't. Don't drive across anything under 13.6. If you wanna know what happens when something hits something, you know, when a big truck goes over, you know, it goes under anything that's 13.6, go, 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 go YouTube it. There's 
there's dozens upon dozens, if not hundreds of videos of thing, you know, trucks hitting bridges. And most of the time they're clearly marked, which is pretty scary. So anyway, that's what's going on. And I'm going to let y'all go. All right. Have a great day. Peace. Oh, and uh, next week, I'll try not to flub so many words. Yeah, this week I did a terrible job. I guess I'm tired. All right. Peace out. <laughs>